Are you weary? Unsure? Are you overwhelmed by the trials of life? Now more than ever, it is time to lift your gaze. It is no coincidence that you are tuned in at this very hour. This listener-supported podcast, Lift Your Gaze, promises to deliver empathy, edification, and empowerment. And with your subscription today, you will have access to every single impactful episode of Lift Your Gaze. Brace yourself for the breakthrough you've been waiting for. It's time to lift your gaze. Welcome to Lift Your Gaze, the podcast that ignites your spirit and uplifts your soul. I'm your host, Kim M. Clark, CEO and founder of Lift Your Gaze. Lift Your Gaze exists to provide hope to the darkest area of our society, the correctional system. I'm also a best-selling and multiple award-winning author and the publisher of Deep Waters Books. As a former marketing professor and a Johns Hopkins alumni, I invite you to join me on a transformational journey into the boundless healing power of hope. Lift Your Gaze is a sanctuary of inspiration where we explore the remarkable stories of individuals, including the incarcerated, who have triumphed over adversity, who have defined the odds and embraced Jesus Christ as their Savior, and experienced a, a deluge of hope. Each episode will be a celebration of the human spirit, a testament to the resilience that resides in each and every one of us. We'll dive deep in the transformational power of hope, sharing insights, wisdom, and practical tools to help you heal from trauma. So if you're seeking a fresh perspective, a glimmer of light admit, amidst the darkness, then join us as we embark on this extraordinary journey of hope. Because no matter how challenging life may seem, remember hope is the force that can lift us to new heights and create a world filled with boundless potential and a faith-based approach to trauma healing. This is episode 104, Know Your God, the 12 Hebrew Names of God Overview, for to help you live in the promises for us from God's holy, perfect names. I wanted to give you just a summary of the 12 Hebrew Names of God. This is important to know these promises. These promises are found in God's Word, and these promises are over us, our loved ones, and yes, even our enemies. This is an excerpt from my recently published book, Deep Waters Lift Your Gaze Prayer Book. It is a powerful and anointed prayer book on praying the Hebrew names of God. Each chapter has seven prayers on each Hebrew name of God. And we're going to be going over an overview right now just to help you get a basis of who and to know who you're praying to. And the names of God are actually found in the Old Testament. And they start at the most formal name of God. Just for example, for me, if you just met me, you might address me as Mrs. Clark. And if you get to know me a little better, maybe it's Kim Clark. And then even better, you might address me or or call, talk to me or call me Miss Kim. And then if you know me more intimately or more personally, you might call me Kim. And then my children refer to me as mom, mommy, or my 12-year-old bro, which I don't really like, but that's where we are right now. And then my husband calls me honey or love or a lot of sweet nothings, but he knows me the most intimately. And that's how these names of God are. They go from the most formal, the most powerful to the most intimate name. The first one we're talking about is Elohim. And that's the most 
formal name of God. And the last, the 12th name of God we're going to be covering is Jehovah Shema. Jehovah is there, which God is in us. So let me give you a brief overview on Elohim. Elohim is the name God gives us as a triune creator, ruler, and sovereign over all the universe, life, and all the nations, while promising the preservation of it all. Let me give you just a little background. So God didn't just create the earth and be like, peace out, I'm out, good luck, good luck with this earth thing, I'm, I'm done. No, he created it with the promise of the preservation of it all, which is something I really love, because God didn't make the earth and all that is teeming, all the life that's teeming within it and be like, oh, peace out, I'm out of here. He did it and he created it with the promise of the preservation. So that means it's not like, hey, you're on your own, whatever you do with this toy called earth, I'm good. No, he created it with the promise of the preservation of it all. So I really love that name, Elohim. And to go even further into the deep end of the theological swimming pool, which is where I love to wade, actually, Elohim is the true supreme God. This name also refers to, um, can refer to angels and exceedingly great and money, mighty, excuse me, not money, mighty. Occasionally, this name is used as a way of deference to magistrates and sometimes as rulers, judges, or either as divine representatives at sacred places or as reflecting divine majesty and power. So it's a true it's just a true powerful name of the God who holds everything in the palm of his hand. It's a beautiful name, Elohim. And again, by holding in the palm of his hand, he promised the preservation of it all, which I think is beautiful to know that he is sovereign over everything that happens on earth and all the life that's in it. The second name of God, God shares with us is Jehovah. And this is the transliteration of Y-H-W-H, or Yahweh, it's also referred to. In this book, I refer to that, the Y-H-W-H, as Jehovah, as I refer to Jesus as Jesus instead of Yeshua. So I, I've gone with the Jehovah and Jesus, just as a caveat so you understand what I'm referring to. But Jehovah is such a powerful name, and it means the Lord who is eternal infinite, has no beginning, no end, and is self-existent, and who only reveals this name to man who is made in his own image. It's a very intimate and personal name, but it's a name, God, who is, who was, whoever will be. And I love that. Um, I just love that, that just that beautiful, that word. And Jehovah or the Lord, and Lord is usually capitalized in most, um, in most scripture when you're looking at this word Jehovah if it's it's the Hebrew word uh, YHW or YHVH it's derived from the Hebrew word Yaha meaning to exist and I, if I mispronounce it I apologize it's H-A-Y-A-H and so Yahweh or Jehovah means a self-existent or eternal and the Jewish national name of God the name is all-encompassing and represents the one bringing into being life-giver and the one who is, meaning the absolute and unchangeable one. It also refers to all that his servants look for, the existing, ever-living, and the one ever coming into the manifestation of God, as, excuse me, the manifestation as the God of redemption. Interestingly enough, the pronunciation Jehovah was unknown until 1520 when the Italian theologian Galenaeus introduced it. And in some cultures, and actually 
you can't even pronounce, uh, you can't even spell or pronounce the uh, this word. It would even God itself was G apostrophe D or G dash D, and it it's just a very it's just a very powerful name for fear they might commit blasphemy. So it's it's a, just an amazing name, and we as Christians, that is who we can pray to our Jehovah again, who is eternal, is infinite, who has no beginning and end. Who time was given to us, God knows. What's happened? What has happened? He's self-existent. He doesn't have a beginning and end. That's, and that's our God wrapping our mind around that who we're praying to is just huge. The third name of God, which I love, is El Shaddai. This is God Almighty, God Almighty, who is the all-sufficient and satisfying one. This is the God who will bend the very laws of nature to bless his children. This is the God who parts the Red Sea. This is the God who bends prison bars. This is the God who will do miracles for his children. That's this how big he is. And this is actually a compound word of two Hebrew names, El and Shaddai. El means God, mighty one, power and strong. Shortened from Al, which is A-Y-I-L, which represents strength and mighty. The Hebrew name of God especially points to the Almighty, but also use, use, can be used of any deity. El is a, div, is a divine name and seen in Scripture repeated, repeatedly as the Holy God, the one only and true God of Israel, my God, the great God, the faithful God, the God who is my rock, the God of my father's, the God of heaven, the God who is the joy of my triumph, the God who lets himself be seen. Oh, isn't that wonderful? The God of glory, the all-knowing God, the everlasting God, a compassionate God, as El Shaddai, oh, a forgiving God, a gracious God, a jealous God, the one who wants our only worship and our to only uh, focus to be only on him, a living God and a God who is with us. Shaddai means almighty, my sovereign Lord and omnipotent. Means omnipotent means all powerful and sovereign means control of everything. Shaddai originates from the Hebrew word shada, which means to deal violently with just despoiled, devastate, and ruin. It means it's so powerful. And he can devastate and declare, because he needs to purify everything. It's so such an amazing name, El Shaddai. But again, it's the name of God who would bend the very laws of nature to bless and protect and care for his children, which I love. The fourth name of God, God reveals to us, is Adonai. This means sovereign Lord or master of our lives and service. Now, as we all know, in the United States, we've messed up servant, excuse me, we've messed up actually slave and master. We've, we've done a horrible job with that. But in the Hebrew time, in biblical times, a master would take a servant or take a, someone who's destitute, who has, who's starving to death, has no clothing, no home, nothing, is, is on the verge of death, would bring them into, the master would bring them into, his home would wash them, clean them, clothe them. He, this, this slave would sit at the table of the master. And that's exactly what God does to us. He takes us as a white hot mess covered in sin, washes us clean, gives us new garments, brings us into his kingdom, his table, and just blesses us. And if the 
master has no heirs, no male heirs, then the slave inherits everything. So in just in the hierarchy of the master, you have the slave, then you have the servant. The servant could not eat at the master's table. The slave could. The servant could not partake in the Jewish festivals, the Passover, etc. And all of the Jewish, the meals and the ceremonies, but the slave could. And it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful dedication of the slave knowing everything they have is from their master, which is exactly how, what our response should be to God with this name, Adonai, which is a beautiful, again, a beautiful name. And to go into the deep end, it's Adonai or Adonai. And this is a precious Hebrew name and refers to my Lord or the Lord when used as a proper name of God. It's an empathetic or unequivocal form of Adon, which is representing the Lord, master, owner. And God is our master of all masters, our Lord over our life. And he's the one who just treats us just so much better than we deserve because of our faith in Jehovah Jesus who covers us and we are now adopted or now slaves in the master's house to do what God's called us to do. And if we have received Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and we have admitted to Jesus, we're a sinner and have asked Jesus to be the Lord and master of our life. He is our master. We have that privilege. We are now washed clean. We are now clothed in the beautiful garments. We no longer have our rags of sin. We are now clothed. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We are completely covered by the blood of Christ, which enables us to sit at the master's table despite what we've done. And a lot of times when I go into correctional facilities, these women, they just have so much guilt and they have a hard time forgiving themselves. And I explain to them the power of the blood of Jesus and how they are now can sit at their master's table without condemnation. Because the enemy would tell them, oh, you are defined by your worst actions. And God would say, no, you're defined by the blood of Jesus. And you are now mine. And you are now covered by my blood. You can sit at my table and are now heirs to the kingdom. That's such a powerful name. That's Adonai. I love that name. The fifth name of God is Jehovah Jireh or Jehovah Yira. And this is such a powerful name because this is a com- this is where we start with a compound name. So Jehovah, this means the God or Jehovah the Lord who has prevision, not provision, prevision, meaning he's because he doesn't have a beginning and an end. So he knows that you're going to face this trial, that you have this problem or that you're dealing with this time of trial or suffering, he already knows it. And he's provided even this podcast for you to listen to, to know that God is here, that God is with you, and that he's provided everything you need, including, and most importantly, the sacrificial lamb for our redemption. So it's such a powerful just a name, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Yireh. It's just so beautiful. And, and it also means like Jehovah will see to it. It's also a symbolic name for Mount Moriah. From the two Hebrew words, Jehovah, the Lord, or Ra, to see, which I love. When both names are combined, it means the one who has prevision, because, which means who sees before we even have the need, which I love, because Jehovah has always existed and therefore pre-sees and provides for our needs before we were even aware of them. Not provides, which can be after we have the need. He prefies. So praying to that God is such a powerful God. And for us to just remember 
that's where we're, that's our God. That's our Father. That's our Master. That's our Lord. The sixth name of God is Jehovah Rophe. And Jehovah means, as we know, the God who is, who was, who always has been. But Rophe is the healer of life's sicknesses, sorrows, and sin. And the word Rophe actually means to mend. And if and where a bone has been broken and then it's been mended, that point where it's been mended or repaired is stronger than the part that has been unbroken. So if you're going through a trial or you're struggling, God may be, I know God is using this trial to make you stronger than where you were before in your faith, which is just such a powerful reminder as we're going through difficult times. So just even a more depth, a more detail in this name, Jehovah's existing one who heals you. Rophe or Rophe means to heal or be healed entirely. In scripture, Rophe is a noun means a physician. And as a verb, it means to darn or mend, repair, pacify, reappear, take care of and stitch together. Oh, that's a great word. It also means becoming fresh or purified. It can refer to the healing of an individual's distresses and illness, as well as curing the hurts of a nation through restoration, favor and forgiveness, who we see through Jehovah Jesus, which is just beautiful. Seven, the seventh name, Jehovah Nishi, Jehovah, my banner, who is the provider of miracles over life's victories and trials. So Nishi could also mean banner again, but also a God of miracles. And banners in biblical times weren't like this vinyl or cloth banner. It was actually on top of a signal pole, which is a, was, was a, it was a, uh, a, a rock or a gem that reflected light and just, and as they lifted their gaze, and this was the first time this was introduced, was actually in uh, which is the first battle when they came out, when God was making them, was turning them from slaves to warriors. And some of you have been slaves and not, and have, and not had good masters and have been under the yoke of oppression. And I believe God is calling to set you free through these names of God. And he wants to be your master and your Lord for his burden is easy and his yoke is light. And when two animals are yoked together, it's actually like you have one bull who is just like 10 times the size as the smaller one, or maybe twice the size of the smaller one. The yoke is over both of them, but the larger animal is pulling all the weight and the younger one is just being kind of pushed along in training. And that's what God is doing to us, which is just so beautiful. But the banner, that was, again, the first battle that the Israelites faced, the battle of Ai, and they came out of Egypt as slaves. And they were then torn, they were then changed to um, warriors. And and Moses had his staff, and on top of them had this rock, and it has this beautiful, and every time the light hit, a kaleidoscope of glory would just shine over. And every time that Moses would keep his arms up, Israel's army would prevail. And when he was tired, God, he would lower his arms, and the Israelites would start to lose. So then God brought Aaron and her. Aaron was, of course, Moses' brother, and her was his, his, his assistant. And they held up. They brought a rock for Moses to sit on, and then they held up his arms. And some, and I, that's my prayer for you. If you're going through a trial, that God would bring an Aaron or a her to hold up your arms so you can lift your gaze and have victory over life's trials. And it's also the name of the God of victory. It's so powerful. 
And remember, it's Jehovah's my banner. It's Jehovah Nishi. Jehovah Nisi is the symbolic name of Moses' altar in the desert. We talked about that first battle. The name is from the Hebrew word Jehovah, which means, of course, the Lord, and Ness or Nisi, which is the flag, banner, standard, pole or ensign, signal or sign. And it's declaring God is my victory over your battle. And so that is, if you're going through a battle, knowing that you have, you're holding on to a signal pole with an extraordinary gem on top that reflects the, the beautiful glory of God over your situation. And just knowing that you have the grace to lift your gaze, that you have triumphed, God has heard you, and he is preceded as Jehovah, as Jehovah and Jireh, excuse me, and has met your needs. So again, that's Jehovah Nishi, the Lord of my victory, the God of my, the God of miracles, the Lord is my banner. The eighth name is Jehovah Makadesh, and that's Jehovah who sanctifies and set his people apart for his possession and holy service. And again, all these names of God are in my Deep Waters Lift Your Gaze prayer book. But this is important. So if you've declared Jesus Christ as your Lord and service, your Lord, excuse me, as your Lord and Savior, you are sanctified and set apart for his possession, holy service. Congratulations. You are now in the service of God and you are now set apart and sanctified for your service, regardless of who you are, where you're from, what's your background. You are now set apart for God's service to be used for his kingdom, which is just so powerful and beautiful knowing that that's your God, knowing the power you stand in and the power you can pray to. Jehovah Makadosh is the God who sanctifies. Makadosh is a form of Hebrew word, kodash, which means to set apart or to be consecrated. Consecrated means to become or declared holy, transmit or manifest holiness, or dedicate or purify oneself or something, usually onto Jehovah. It means your gods, which is so powerful. So knowing that you're praying, that's your God, Jehovah Makadesh. And the ninth name is Jehovah Shalom. I love this name. This is Jehovah of our peace who reconciles us with Elohim. It's so, it's so powerful. This is the peace that transcends all understanding. It's such a powerful just name of God. I just love just this name of knowing that peace that transcends all understanding, not as the world gives, but as God gives it. That's our God. That's who we pray to. And it, again, it means Jehovah's peace. Jehovah Shalom is also the name of an altar Gideon built for Jehovah's in Palestine. That's where we first see this in Judges 6.24. This name of God is a derivative from the two Hebrew words, Jehovah, which means the Lord, and Shalom, which means safe. Well, favor, friend, great, good health, and perfect. So when you're declaring and praying to Jehovah Shalom, you're praying that God's peace just comes over you like a sweet-smelling aroma, because that's what it is to those who are perishing around us. It's a sweet-smelling aroma of Christ, and that's Jehovah Shalom, that peace that transcends all understanding. I love that name. And the tenth name is Jehovah Tiskenu. And this is Jehovah is the righteousness of people, which alone is the basis of their justification and acceptance. So Jehovah is our righteousness. So we are justified and accepted by a holy and perfect God. And that's our God, which is so powerful knowing that. So Jehovah is our righteousness. It's also the name of Jehovah and the Messiah, the Lord, 
the Lord our righteousness. And again, this name is from the two Hebrew words, Jehovah and Disket, uh, which is Disket, excuse me, which is justice and righteous cause. It's such a powerful name, knowing that God is our righteousness. His righteousness covers us, and that alone is the basis of our justification or acceptance. When the enemy comes against you and says, oh, you've done this, you can never be justified by God, you can tell him, you know what, it's actually much worse than that. I've done a whole lot worse, but guess what? I'm covered by the blood of Jesus, and I have Jehovah just can you, and I am covered. I am covered and declared righteous by Jehovah Jesus. I'm done. You don't even have to talk to him anymore. The enemy, he's just so trifling, and he will try to use that for condemnation, for there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The 11th name, Jehovah Rohi. Jehovah is my shepherd. Psalm 23, we see this. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me behind still waters. That's Jehovah Rohi. Now, we are sheep. Sheep are dumb. Sheep will walk off a cliff. Sheep will walk into a fire. Sheep will walk into a ravine and then the shepherd pulls them out and go right back in the same ravine again. They're just not real smart. But guess what? That's what we are. And we have a shepherd who never slumbers, who never sleeps, who protects us from all enemies. And when one sheep is lost, goes to find us. That's our God. That's how powerful and how loving and how caring our God is. Even when we mess up, he continues to help us. So Jehovah Rohi means Jehovah, of course, is my shepherd. And it's from the two Hebrew words, Jehovah meaning the Lord, or Rohi or Roy or Ra, which implies to pasture, ten, or graze. It also refers to a ruler or teacher of his people, like a pastor or a shepherd and his flock. It's a beautiful one that God will just take care of us. The last name of God is Jehovah Shaman. I alluded to this earlier about how personal. This is the most personal, intimate name. And it means Jehovah is there. And since Lord Jesus died for our sins, it means Jehovah is with us, which is so powerful. He's in us. And it means Jehovah is hither or there. Jehovah Shema is a symbolic title of also Jerusalem. From Jehovah the Lord and Sham, which means everywhere, here or there. So know that our God is in us. It used to be our God was in the temple, but now that Jehovah Jesus died for our sins, he is in us. We are his temple. We are God's. And that's such a powerful name that God is right here with us, that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And that's such a powerful name to hold on to. So as you were just going through your trauma or your name, know that these 12 names of God, Elohim, Jehovah, El Shaddai, Adonai, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rophe, Jehovah Nishi, Jehovah Makadesh, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Tiskenu, Jehovah Roi, and Jehovah Shema. Those are your gods, and those are the names you can call on. And for more detail, again, you can find these in my Deep Waters Lift Your Gaze prayer book. It's on Amazon or wherever fine books are sold. But thank you for joining us today on Know Your God, the 12 Hebrew Names of God Overview, Episode 104. So help you. This will help you live in the promises from our God's names and to help us have victory in over life. So Lift Your Gaze is a listener-supported podcast. Go to www.liftyourgaze.org to make a tax-deductible donation to support this podcast. You can find Lift Your Gaze podcast wherever you download your favorite podcast. Find us on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, and SoundCloud. You can also find Lift Your Gaze at Nona FM mobile apps and on our website, liftyourgaze.org. Thank you and God bless you.
Thank you for joining us for this episode of Lift Your Gaze. Be sure to subscribe so you may continue to enjoy upcoming episodes. Lift Your Gaze is a listener-supported podcast. We deeply appreciate your partnering with us today. We would also like to invite you to visit liftyourgaze.org. There, you'll have the opportunity to learn about our impactful community programs, such as our HOPE initiatives. And we welcome you to kindly consider a tax-deductible contribution that will enable us to continue to share the message of Lift Your Gaze. Until next time, there's always hope when you lift your gaze.